so this being the first show in in two years, you know, what was it? What was the the atmosphere like to be back? And what was it like for you guys to be back? Well, it was exciting. There was a lot of energy. It's an interesting community, right? It's a lot of fun, right? It's a lot of influencers. It's a lot of architects. It's designers. It's kitchen dealers. You're bringing all sorts of different groups of people together. So there was a lot of energy and a lot of excitement, right? Because people have not had a chance to interact with each other, you know, similar to primetime. It's just great to be amongst a group of people that are, you know, they're really engaged with their business and they put their best foot forward. Welcome into the Independent Thinking Podcast. This is your host, Rob Stott. You know, this uh, first portion of the year, the first six weeks or so of 2022 has been incredibly busy uh, across all of our verticals here at Nationwide. Um, you know, you think back to early January and CES for the consumer electronics team, and then you had the Las Vegas market for our F&B team. Of course, primetime's in there. And then right after primetime, uh, a couple members of our appliance team had the opportunity to go from Phoenix right out to Orlando for the kitchen and bath industry show uh, and international builder show. Obviously, KBiz being part of the National Kitchen and Bath Association's portfolio um, and seeing what's going on there. So it was uh, quite quite the first couple of weeks of the year. And uh, here we are. You know, we had our CE po- CES podcast uh, with the CE team, talked Las Vegas market while it was going on. And now we get the the chance to talk with uh, John Lang and John O'Halloran, our outdoor and luxury gurus here at Nationwide, about their experience at KBiz. Um, and, you know, coming right off of primetime, going to that show and seeing the differences, you know, between them, how uh, some of the brands that you saw in Phoenix, you know, how they present themselves a little differently at KBiz. And, um, you know, awesome to talk to them, too, you know, seeing what the trends that they're f- seeing come out of that show and uh, how busy it was for them, opportunities for our dealers, you know, going into the rest of this year and, and into the 23 and beyond. And um, just cool. You know, it, it's obviously a, a lot of what we saw at primetime um, was the the focus on experience between uh, our, our new luxury university format and the backyard, primetime backyard for our outdoor vendors. And, you know, he, listening to John and John talk about how that carried over to KBiz. So, uh, really cool conversations. Um, you know, they they spotted a lot of trends, spotted a lot of new product, and uh, really dove into this show with them. So it's just a cool conversation and uh, one we're happy to share here. So let's just dive into it. This is John Lang and John O'Halloran talking about KBiz and primetime here on the Independent Thinking Podcast. All right, we're back on the Independent Thinking Podcast, and no rest for the weary. Is that that's the the quote, right? You guys, um, you know, we we're hopping right into it. It's been nonstop since post prime time, and I'm excited to have two guys who uh, the F and B team might have something to say about this, but have been some of the the widest travelers, uh, you know, since prime time. Um, but now, Mr. John O'Halloran and Mr. John, the John and John podcast today, J and J. Uh, we're hopping into it and I just appreciate you guys, you know, taking some time and uh, finding time, I guess, really to sit down with me and, and have a little chat here today. Yeah, thanks, Rob. We're excited. You know, we John and I've been obviously on the road quite a bit, um, even jumping out of prime time, out of plane, getting late into Orlando on uh, on Tuesday night so we can spend uh, a good amount of time at the Kitchen of Bass show. Um, but uh, we're excited to be here to talk a little bit about, you know, some of the things that we uh, we saw and uh, some of the exciting things that, uh, you know, our members can expect to see here in the future. 
Absolutely. But, uh, you know, before we got, obviously KBiz was a big thing coming out of it. Before we jump into that, I know, um, well, nice to hear you guys were able to get out of there before all the waste management craziness and, uh, you know, the hole in ones and beer bottles being thrown, things like that. But um, no, it was, we were in Phoenix and, and you mentioned it, we were there for prime time for a good week. Um, you know, to, to both of you, have you had a chance to kind of digest and, and, you know, reflect on what that experience was like? Cause I know, you know, we, we got a lot to talk about between the reworked luxury university and primetime backyard. Um, you know, how, how was it just, uh, Oh, Halloran, we'll start with you. What was, uh, what's your reaction to sort of how that week was? Uh, well, it was a great week. You know, any chance we have to get in front and to engage with the membership is really, it's, it's the highlight, right? It's, it's, I call it, you know, the Super Bowl. you know, for us, um, you know, we did some things differently on the luxury side. You know, the, the first thing um, that I'll mention that uh, was very exciting is we did announce two new partnerships um, on the luxury uh, to, to fill into our luxury strategy. So, you know, we've, we've got some great partners with uh, Monogram, um, Fisher Paykel, and we made a great announcement um, during the merchandise session that we uh, now have a strategic partnership with uh, Decor and with Thermidor. So, so that was really, really exciting to do. Um, you know, we're constantly working, trying to find the right um, strategic vendor partners that make sense to support our membership and that want to incrementally support our members. And we know we have them with Decor and with Thermidor. So, so it's a compliment to the vendors that we already have. Um, and then we did something also different too. You know, we, you know, with Luxury University, we launched it prime time in August, which was more of a classroom type atmosphere. Um, we wanted to, you know, luxury is about experience. So we wanted to change it up a little bit and bring Luxury University to the expo floor and kind of create an experience. So during the day on Monday, we did a special invite only event for monogram retailers in the monogram booth. And they had, we had a wine um, sommelier demonstrate right the proper way to open a, a bottle of champagne which is wicked right i mean with with or without a machete mind you <laughs> well so you, did, you did the traditional way but then you demonstrated everybody how to do it with a machete right yeah. which is so cool unreal <laughs> so so we had an opportunity to engage with their executive team um, our members did and to really to, to cheers the success we've had with monogram in 2021 and really celebrate the opportunities it's going to bring our members in 2022 uh, so that was really exciting. And then with the launch of our new partnership with Thermidor, you know, we had a special um, a cocktail experience uh, event at their booth uh, later in the day on, on Monday. And, you know, what was really neat is, you know, BSH was not participating in KBiz this year, but we were fortunate enough to have them participate at prime time. So we had their, uh, their senior vice president of sales, Chris Kayser, um, as well as their CEO, Christopher um, uh, of Omegle. So that was really exciting for us. And they have the engagement and experience with our members. So a lot of really neat things we did. We look to expand on as we continue, you know, with prime time, it was, it was the biggest prime time we've ever had uh, with luxury. And, uh, you know, how do we keep raising the bar? You know, that's the question. So we look forward to kind of taking that challenge on. Absolutely. Lots going on on the luxury side. And I know, uh, Mr. Lang outdoor, you had some really awesome things happening too. talk us uh, through what, what prime time was like for you. Uh, thanks, uh, Rob. You know, um, it's not very often we have a venue that allows us to do <clears throat> experiential cooking uh, in uh, with outdoor products, and our vendor partners look forward to it. It's a lot of extra work on their behalf, but our members especially look forward to it because it's a relaxing atmosphere. They get a chance to uh, see the experts cooking, uh, learning from them, certainly tasting their food, smelling it, uh, you know, really touching all the senses. 
which is exactly what we hope that they're doing back at their stores during promotional periods uh, with their customers. Um, so I love the backyard uh, opportunity that we had in Phoenix. Like I said, it doesn't happen very often. We hope it happens again in uh, August in Orlando at the um, uh, hotel we'll be at. So um, that part's great. The, the funny thing is, is John O'Halloran works the luxury side with champagne and machetes. My <laughs> folks are working with beer and uh, cutlery knives. So that's kind of just the difference between just a little different, but yet the something that, you know, relates to both of you guys is you talk about the experience, right? And, and I think of, you know, what the experience was like being in the monogram booth and being with Thermidor during those, uh, the, the, the events that they held. And it was about experience, how you create that in-store experience, right? For the customer in, on the luxury side. And then same too goes for the, uh, the backyard and, and kind of creating all of those sense sensory uh things going on between the the smells and the tastes of all the the delicious food that was being cooked and i mean it really boils down to you guys showing during prime time what retailers could be doing to create that experience to entice customers yeah i couldn't agree with you more um and you know what it's been challenging because of covid right so a lot of these things have not been in play so i think it's a great example of what members, you know, can be doing, but also, hey, let's let's try to, you know, as people are more comfortable, let's try to get back to that because I think the experience side of our members, right, and what they can offer consumers is one of the big differentiators between them and, and say like the big box stores, right? So, uh, yeah, so it's exciting. And, and at the backyard barbecue, I have to say, it was awesome. It really I've, worked. I've never seen meatloaf be smoked before, and that was just uh, mind blowing and eye opening to me. So, I, but between that and all the other things, it was really cool. Really cool. Yeah, I love uh, I love the fact that uh, you know the vendor partners that have um, pitmasters on their staff, you know, come and cook for us. Like Curtis at, at Traeger, uh, you know, he's a world champion uh, pitmaster. We had um, Vision Grills there, which was a brand new vendor of ours. Very excited to have them aboard. They had uh, Damon and Lou, uh, husband, wife, Holter uh, from uh, Croy Valley there. Uh, they, too, are pit masters. They, too, compete nationally and, and on TV. Uh, in fact, I just heard this week that Vision Grills is going to now be on um, Hell's Kitchen. Uh, ah, using, oh, cool. They're going to be using their grills um, and the new gas insert that goes inside of their grill to actually be able to cook and show how you can cook uh, with gas on a Kamado grill. So just really appreciative of all the vendor partners and the, the talent that they brought uh, and the, the food that they laid out. Hey, me too. And I, I'm sure our members are too. And that's kind of what I wanted to ask next is, um, you know, to both of you, what kind of feedback are you hearing from members about what those experiences were, were like for them? I, I'll go first, I guess. You know, what, what we heard from a lot of vendors uh, early on in the show is that the uh, yes, the, the attendance was down a little bit at prime time from normal, but the folks that were there were much more engaged. They wanted to learn more about the products. They were signing up as new dealers uh, or committing to uh, furthering discussions as soon as they got home. Uh, they were very much, and I keep using the word engaged because they really were engaged and um, and really, you know, they had the opportunity, a little better opportunity to talk to vendors because there was lesser attendance. So they were able to get around, have longer discussions, deeper discussions with the people they needed to. So it was, that part of it was great, even though the attendance was down a little. Yeah, I mean, I think John said it all. I mean, really, um, 
uh, it was a great opportunity for our members. And that's what I keep hearing to engage with the right people that they wanted to interact with at the show. Right. Um, so if they're having a challenge, they had the executive team there to go and express the challenge with them to try to find a solution. Um, if there is opportunities, they're looking for new vendor partners or wanted to expand the relationship, you know, um, you know, luxury is, is, is a lot, a lot of excitement, you know, our business and luxury as a channel has grown over the last year, about 20, almost 20%, right? And so it continues to grow. So there's a lot of interest in members that maybe are not carrying luxury appliances to try to get involved in that business. So it's an opportunity because it's not a light switch, right? It takes time to plan. It's a significant investment, but it's a great opportunity to start those conversations with the right people. So, so it was very positive. No, that's awesome. And I, I mean, I think we kind of hear, and this is a nice segue too, into talking about other shows is that, you know, that's kind of been the, the the vibe right now, right? Is that show attendance, we're in a weird spot with COVID and everything going on and, um, you know, it, mandates starting to come down, but still attendance is a little hesitant from from people uh, in terms of getting out. I mean, we saw CES 20% of the the normal attendance there. So it, it's, that's crazy to think about. But, um, you know, I, I know that, to both of your points, the the attendance that is there, the the people that are there, they want and they want and they're getting those meaningful interactions with those key players, and that you know that that brings me to KBiz, and I know you both. I don't know if you had time to do any laundry in between, uh, so I imagine you packed for the show, uh, but you like you said, you went right from Phoenix out to Orlando and and what they were doing out there at KBiz. Um, you know what was what was the show like? First time, it correct me if I'm wrong, but. I don't think they got one off in 2021, obviously, but 2020 was the last time they had the show. Did they, did they squeak it in in time? Yeah, I believe 2020 yeah, was the last time they had the show, right? John, gotcha. John was there. I was not there, but, um, but so this they, being they, the first they, show in, in two years, you know, what was it, what was the, the atmosphere like to be back and, and, uh, just before diving into specifics about it, you know, what was it like for you guys to be back? Well, it was exciting. You know, um, there was a lot of energy, uh, you know, there was a lot of, you know, cause it's a little bit, uh, it, it's a, it's an interesting community, right? It's a lot of fun, right? It's a lot of influencers. It's a lot of architects, it's designers, it's kitchen dealers. Um, we do have appliance retailers there, right? But it's not just, you know, appliances, it's, there's countertops, there's, uh, cabinetry. I mean, there's anything to do with the kitchen and bath is there. Um, in addition, you know, it wasn't just the kitchen and bath show. It was Ibis, right? right? The, yep. the builder show. Right. So you're bringing all sorts of different groups of people together. So there was a lot of energy and a lot of excitement, right? Because people have not had a chance to interact with each other, you know, somebody to prime time. How about for you, John? Oh, a Lang, I should say. <laughs> That's fine. Um, I figured it was my turn. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, it was, you know, it's great for me. I, I try to attend every year this show. Um, and, you know, I don't think John's been, John O'Halloran's been for a, a couple of years, but it, you know, it's it's just great to be amongst uh, a group of people that are, um, you know, they're really um, engaged with their business and they put their best foot forward typically in these shows, whether it be the booth type uh, or people that, that are there. So it was great to be back in action. And, and uh, frankly, uh, while there were COVID concerns and they had some... Um, checks and balances in terms of getting into the show you know i think for the most part folks didn't wear masks we'd say probably only 20 percent of the people were wearing masks inside the, the show floor um and john and i are 
perfectly healthy after two shows and uh, <laughs> coming back, uh, shaking a lot of hands and kissing a lot of babies. <laughs> no, that's yeah, awesome. which feels good. You know, yeah, uh, that's awesome. And, and I think it also goes to show that there's people who are just comfortable being back and in, in, you know, in person with each other. So yeah, it's nice to see, you know, it's like life is back, you know, I hear you. And to your point, I, we can kind of go back to the, uh, the, that experience term, right? The booths I know are so dead. If you go from a show like primetime where, I mean, not to say booths are not experiential. They, we found that they were, and, and you're, you're certainly getting a lot of, you know, up close and, and, and touching of product and things like that. But the way, you know, having been to KBiz and, and seeing what they do there, they really lean into that experience, right? And this being in the first show back and um, coming off of a virtual show where it was like these virtual booths and, and, and things like that, I know they did it up, right? So what, uh, you know, explain the difference to someone who's never been to KBiz, um, you know, what, what it's like going from a primetime booth to, you know, some of the stuff that you see at KBiz. Well, I, I think, and I'll, and I'll sum it up when we talk, as we talk about, you know, the GE monogram and the whole GE experience that they had there. Right. But it's a, um, you know, th these shows are international. So you're getting people from all over the world. So it's a platform that allows these manufacturers to really showcase and debut the latest and greatest in innovations and to do that, they have to do it in an environment, right, that meets the expectations, right? So, so what do I mean by that? We had the first experience we had when we walked in the show is uh, it was a GE Profile um, Cafe and Monogram. And so we walked right into the cafe um, booth. And they had, there was three separate booths, right, but they were all lined up next to each other. And in the center of the booth, they had, it was set up like a jewelry store. Okay. Interesting. The cafe is known for somewhat customization. You've got these different color options, right? It's beautiful products. And so they were, they had two uh, individuals behind the counter um, that were like acting like jewelers and um, you would talk with them and they would break out a jewelry box and they would have the different color selections in a jewelry box, like in these little chips. It was just an incredible presentation, right? So it set the tone and the mood for as you're walking around and interacting with their team and experiencing the product and having conversations with people. So, so that was really, really neat. Then to Monogram, which is, you know, one of our, you know, very strong partners here, um, they had a, they had the booth set up into like really three different, um, almost like villas. Okay. They had a, a farm, a mountain and a beach type experience. All right. So, so it's a completely different um, experience that people have when they walk through and it gives the, I think the vendors, right. And the designers that are helping them with their booths really an opportunity to say, there's no limits in what we can do. Right. Wow. Um, and, and because of it, you know, uh, GE between the three booths, one best in show for the booth. Yeah. John, I don't know if you want to add anything to it, but who is neat? Yeah, no, I know. It's, it's an amazing experience, I guess, to, to go to a kitchen bash show or builder show, uh, both because they put their best foot forward. Um, it was a little unusual at this show to see some empty spaces uh, that people pulled out you know, like Bosch did at the last minute, there were, there were a number of other ones uh, that either didn't show anything or they showed five pieces in a 2000 square foot booth. It was just a little weird. Um, however, those that did show, uh, I think like Z-Line Kitchen, they were showing some new products. So unlike primetime where you had full access to what you could see, you couldn't even get in the booth without some uh, person uh, uh, going in with you. Because uh, they were showing some new stuff, so I think on a kitchen and bath show, you know, they will show some new products. 
Um, and it's their opportunity to showcase the brand. Uh, so it's a little more brand focused, I would say, big picture, uh, in addition to showing some new products. Uh, Mr. Lang, having been to a number of these shows over the years, talking about you know how John described that GE experience and, and sort of the way they presented themselves, is that common? You know, has that changed over time? How has the the K Biz experience sort of evolved from from your perspective? You know, I, I don't think it really has. It's a little unusual, as I said, on extra space, but people always have been putting their best foot forward. Uh, since KBiz and IBS joined hands in terms of uh, uh, having a show together, which was, gosh, 13, 14 years ago. Um, it is a great show from the, the clientele of people that come. I mean, there's people that come with a lot of money. Uh, they're always dressed very nicely. And, you know, they're, they're ready to um, talk business. And you look at booths like Kohler and Delta and some of these people in the bath business and what they put forward in a show is, is incredible. Um, so I, it hasn't changed that much. It was just a little bit weird from what normal is in terms sure. of uh, participants. Well, one thing that always interests me is, um, you know, the consumer tech background, right. Is, is seeing technology kind of infused into the show too. I, did you guys notice that this year? Was there a lot more emphasis or more than normal on just the amount of like smart features and things like that in product? You know, I, I think everybody's talking about the smart, you know, and the connected home, which is a big, you know, uh, buzzword. Um, but, you know, it was more showcasing when it, what, the, what I've experienced, right, um, in innovation was was not necessarily focused on um, techie type things. It was more on design. OK, um, you know, for example, we saw a um, uh, and I think it was actually one of the winners of Best in Show. Um, LG has an elevated brand SKS signature kitchen suites, and they debuted a 48 inch French door, fully integrated refrigerator, right? It's a, a lot, of, a lot of food you can fit in there. <laughs> and, oh yeah. Well, it was beautiful, right? Because, Absolutely. You know, we're used to seeing in a built-in application, a 48 inch is a side-by-side. -side. So to have a French door and then you had some, the innovation, right? Was the size, but it was also, and you had a, and the drawers and the freezer drawers, one of them was convertible, so it could also be refrigerator. And they also incorporated their um, uh, one drawer was dedicated solely to ice. We so had normal cubes, but then you had their craft ice, right, which are the nice, the nice um, uh, uh, balls that they have. They're clear ice. So, so that was more of the innovation that uh, I experienced. I don't know if you saw anything different, John, but um, uh, you know, it was more focused on design. I would say. Yeah. So I would just add to that. I guess that. Uh... Connected home products where you can really make a difference in that in the consumer's life is becoming uh, the norm. You have to have it just to get in the game. And then, you know, are you doing the right things to get it connected to the whole system, whether it be with Nest uh, or some other whole home uh, solution to, to manage uh, the environment? Uh, you know, one winner is a vendor partner of ours, LG had the best connected home product in a uh, air purifier. Um, so, you know, it is becoming more prevalent, but it's almost just the entree to being in, in products. Uh, I would say, you know, water heaters we looked at, uh, that's definitely gonna be, a, that is a connected home product today and, and it's getting more and more so. Anything to affect the consumer's lives and make it better. Um, if we can do so with adding innovation and in the connected home, it's definitely prevalent in new products. 
No, that's awesome. Now, how, um, obviously, you know, talking to, to both of you, you have different approaches to uh, just what you do here at Nationwide between the luxury space and uh, appliance and outdoor. Uh, do you guys take those similar, you know, the, the different approaches to how you go about, you know, engaging with the K-Biz and walking around the show floor? So I guess I'll start. I mean, I have uh, more tribal knowledge on how the show works, the layout. I've been to the facilities before. So uh, it helps, frankly, just, sit, you know, getting around and staying coordinated because we visited, oh, gosh, some 60 booths, six zero booths uh, while we were there um, and had conversations with a lot of folks, obviously. Some of those are existing vendors of ours and some are prospective vendors that have an interest in Nationwide. Um, you'll talk to Mark Spear, I think who's with Nationwide, was there on the, on the market or product business development side, uh, and he can give you his report out. But, you know, we're there to uh, find products um, that best match, match our membership and, and things that they can be successful. Um, so I was trying to do, I guess, follow John O'Halloran for the first day on luxury products and then kind of do my own thing, um, looking at other new vendors and such. John, before you dive into luxury, I, I one follow up for you. Um, you know, what is outdoor like there? Because I can't imagine you're seeing a lot of grills at at K Biz and, and things like that. But what what is that? What's the outdoor presentation like, and what does it bring to the table? Yeah, so it's not as uh, certainly prevalent as what you would see at other shows like the Hearth and Patio Show, uh, maybe even the National Hardware Show. Um, so you know, there were a few uh, grill vendors there, and we definitely I made a point, uh, John and I. Uh, saw one luxury grow vendor that we're very encouraged by that uh, we hope to forge a partnership with. Uh, but it's definitely different uh, than than the big shows. No outdoor cooking backyard kind of thing. It's unfortunate. Missed opportunity. because. I... Yes. <laughs> How about on the luxury side? Well, I, I think just to add, you know, I mean, we, you know, uh, because of the luxury it was a big focus for what we're trying to do and establish, you know, you know, connect with current vendor partners there, um, see what they had as well as, you know, like John said, you know, who there's, there's other people and other vendors that are interested in talking to us, you know, because of what we're doing on the luxury side. So, you know, but we did this very much in tandem. I mean, we were, you know, side by side going after and talking, engaging with people. John's got a lot of experience and relationships through his career, right? Um, outside of Nationwide, inside of Nationwide, and, and as well as I do. So it was a great compliment and it was an honor to walk around with John because I mean, his pace of getting around to see as many people as we saw was amazing. You know, he said we saw close to 60 vendors. I was there at the show for one day, right? <laughs> but it was very much, you know, I think it was, it was a pleasure to work with John on this because it, we just really complimented the conversations we had and really showed, you know, the importance, and you know, um, it, how serious we are and what we're trying to do to support our members, right? Whether it was outdoor, whether it was luxury, whether it was premium appliances, I mean, we were able to cover all aspects of our merchandise for the appliance business. Sounds busy. Uh, it kind of overwhelms me to think about that number of booths in, in a single day for you, uh, for you guys. But that also means you got the opportunity to see a lot of product um, and hear about, you know, how those products are being presented and pitched and uh, get a good sense of kind of what, what these brands, what these vendors are focusing on. So to, to both of you, was there any specific trend from this show uh, that stood out as, as you go around talking to all these vendors? I, you know, I'll just start with, uh, they did not win a, an award that I'm aware of, but uh, Beko, uh, B-E-K-O, one of our uh, fastest, the, the fastest growing 
appliance brand within the house of nationwide um, had new dishwashers that they were showing at kitchen and bath. They had shown them at uh, prime time as well, but had a little more flair to, you know, showing the uh, dishwasher and how it worked at, at this show. Uh, that product comes out in April. Very, very cool. But, you know, beyond the product itself, there's um, a message from uh, Zach Elkin, the CEO of the U.S., that, um, you know, they're, they're on this path of sustainability globally. And, you know, they're showcasing products that help prove that out, i.e. a new refrigeration product that's coming out this summer. Uh, they were privately showing that and uh, will help keep your food fresh even longer than their current system. So those kinds of things and, and the fact that they're, you know, using uh, plastic water bottles in some of their um, insulation product, I mean, just little things like this, uh, you know, Becco is on top of their game uh, when it comes to that. Yeah. And I, I think about my uh, experience hearing from their global CEO at, at ETHA um, a couple of years ago. And you mentioned them and sustainability, Ar Archilic, I think I'm saying that, Arcelic or Archilic, the, the parent brand. I, I think yeah. about the, um, the laundry, you know, uh, that they, the laundry pair that they showed up and microplastics being a big focus on filtering those out. And just, uh, so it's, it's cool to hear about how that filters down to all of their brands as well, and, and including here in the U.S. with Becca. So that's awesome. That, that's cool to hear. Uh, how about how about other John? You know, what what kind of trends stood out to you at the show? Well, I think I think sustainability is an important trend in our industry yeah. today, and uh, more vendors are trying to maintain or trying to have more sustainable practices. Um, you know, one of the, it was a lot of it. You know, design. You know, when you think luxury, high design. So, you know, I mentioned the, the SKS 48-inch um, uh, uh, fully flush refrigerator, right? That's a new design. Um, monogram, you know, bespoke, right, is a big term, right? So how do you customize? And that's part of luxury, right? Something that's customized and personal to the individual. Um, so the, uh, what was needed uh, for Monogram is they launched a whole new collection, right? Um, they had some custom hoods that were titanium and one was titanium and one was brass, um, and these custom, and they also had some custom handle options now that were available that John and I saw. We saw, and it's not just, you know, refrigerators that some people are used to when you put a custom wood panel on a refrigerator and you add in a custom handle to match your hardware. It was on their new professional range. They actually had a leather handle, which is, it looked beautiful. So I think customization, um, manufacturers are trying to get a little bit more involved in that. Um, GE's done a great job on the, on the cafe side of doing that. Right. And so I think we're starting to see that now evolve more onto the monogram side. So it'll be interesting. It'll be an interesting trend to see what other manufacturers do. Um, but um, other, you know, other brands, you know, that, um, uh, you know, we, we spoke to like, uh, you know, Mila, for example, they won an award for their new 7000 series um, combi steel oven that's 30 inches wide. OK, which is a unique piece. So a lot of high design. I think when it comes to the ultra premium and that's, and that's what the vendors are trying to do because that's what the luxury consumer is looking for today. Right. Yeah. We had, uh, had the care for uh, wine as well in there. A lot of new products to care for wine. I forget the vendor, John O that uh, had the wine in a drawer a cabinet drawer, but you could explain that for a second. Yeah. Yeah. So Dometic, which is actually a, um, a Swedish company. I pronounced it correctly, right, John Dometic. Yes. Um, so which, it was probably one of my favorite pieces I saw because it was so innovative, I thought, 
But what it is, is it's uh, wine storage is becoming more and more popular, right? Especially as people are spending more time at home and they want to showcase their wine uh, for entertaining purposes, or they're just looking for better solutions for wine storage. So they have a drawer. Okay. So everybody has a utensil drawer in their kitchen, right? Rob, you've got one. Okay. Absolutely. Um, and the idea is you can remove the drawer from utensil drawer and they've got a wine refrigerator that slides into that space and you can install it inside that existing drawer space. And now you have wine store, refrigerated wine storage for four bottles of wine. Forks, spoons, knives, wine. Ah, I'll, take the, <laughs> yeah. I'll take the wine. I'll take the wine. You, How about you know, that, sign right? me up. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. So, and he even gave you the ability to, you know, you had a nice um, clean front that had almost like a, like a stainless finish, but then you also had the ability to do a custom wood panel, right? So it would blend in seamlessly with your kitchen. I like so, that a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, so that that was a neat product. And I think that's a brand that you'll start to see a little bit more in the United States here in the future. What opportunities exist? I, you know, we've talked a lot about the product and innovations and trends you guys saw out of this show. How about, you know, bring it back to our, our retailers, our dealers here at Nationwide. Uh, you know, what, what could they take out of this show and, and kind of looking to the rest of this year and beyond, you know, what opportunities exist for them, um, you know, coming out of this show? Well, I think the single biggest opportunity that I'll speak to is the opportunity within the luxury space, right? Um, I, I, you know, we weren't able to attend a lot of the um, uh, educational sessions, um, but um, I do want to let people know that if you're listening, you can go to the uh, Kitchen and Bath website, and they have all a lot of their sessions on demand, so you can watch and, and understand some different trends. Um, trends is our the luxury space is very healthy, you know, so we see that inside our channel. Um, fully expect to see the luxury space continue to grow and be a healthy segment of the business um, next year and the next couple of years. And that was very apparent when uh, in a lot of the conversations that were had at the show. So the opportunity is, I mean, I think this is a very important space. It's important space to our channel because it's very difficult um, for say big box type vendors uh, or uh, retailers um, to execute. And this is where, you know, this is, you know, our specialty, right? We've got a highly educated sales professionals. Um, we've got um, highly educated delivery and installation crews. So, and we provide the experience that we were talking about, right? And our members are, there's no one better than our members that can do that. So um, exciting time to be in the luxury space. And I think the biggest opportunity is like, how do we continue to as nationwide help support our members to make sure that they continue to be the leaders in their respective marketplace. Yeah, I guess uh, my two major takeaways um, is the status of our current business, how good it is, and then two would be uh, new products and verticals. So a status of, of our current business. If you've been around the, our industry for any length of time, you know that this is the best time to be in the appliance uh, business as a rule and the kitchen and bath business. There's more disposable income that people are still sitting on that they're ready to spend if they can find someone that they can count on to actually remodel their kitchen, or they can find a new construction company that will actually build them the new house. Uh, and this is going to continue for at least the near future, 2022, maybe into 2023, um, just because of the money that's available, the interest rates, the um, lack of inventory, um, we couldn't be living in a better time to be in the appliance business. We just got to find enough product for them to, uh, to uh, be able to sell. 
The second piece is new verticals. You attend these shows and frankly, primetime to learn about what kind of products you aren't selling today that maybe could help balance out your portfolio and, and safeguard you against major issues of one particular vendor or a particular category. So that's a big focus in, in, um, in my world and the appliance team uh, works hard on, on trying to find some of those uh, options. And the business development side, which you'll hear from Mark Spear, is working hard on uh, products and services that maybe aren't uh, in our bailiwick today that we can leverage. Oh, that's awesome. And last, uh, probably most important question. Um, you mentioned all the time at the GE booth. Did either of you get the chance to rub shoulders with Gwyneth Paltrow? Because I know she was she there, was, wasn't she? She was not there. Oh. <laughs> she got COVID. She got yeah. COVID. Oh, no. She did. Oh, no. She did. But, but again, that's that's a video that our members can watch on demand. And, there you go. And I do want to mention, too, we, and I, I didn't bring it up because they weren't on the show floor, but we also had an opportunity. We announced, you know, one of our new vendor partners, Acor. Right. And they had an offsite booth in the um, top golf parking lot. And so we had an opportunity to go into the decor team and see the latest and greatest in product innovation from them. So we're really excited as we continue because we launched that. That partnership is very fresh. Right. And we executed that within like the 48 hours prior to prime time. Right. So uh, we look forward to getting to work on them as well as with uh, with Thermidor and uh, coming up with some really exciting opportunities for our members to grow in those categories, create those brands. Yeah, that, it's so experience and opportunity. Those are the two things I kind of pull out of the, this conversation and uh, this podcast because there's plenty of ways to, as we saw at Primetime and through KBiz, to you know create these experiences for customers in your retail locations and um, all that does is open up the opportunity for, you know, new product and, and uh, just potential to, to succeed in this space. So, um, John and John, I, I appreciate you guys taking the time and, and diving into this with us. Uh, it was uh, great to catch up and uh, maybe go take a nap. Uh, the, the two, I, I allow you to go take a nap after this podcast and, and catch up on the sleep that you've missed over these last few weeks. So thank you guys. Well, thanks, Rob. I Thank think now, now's the time to get to work, right? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Rob. Thanks, John. Thanks, Rob. Awesome. And thanks again to John L. and John O. for taking the time and uh, you know, putting some of that uh, eye makeup on under, you know, hiding the bags under their eyes and uh, diving into this with us. I know they've been incredibly busy over these last few weeks. So uh, just appreciative of them, you know, spending a few minutes to chat about what they saw at the shows. So, uh, but it all, as always, you know, we appreciate you listening to the independent thinking podcast and we will catch you next time. <laughs>